well, I wasn't going to say this till he said that. So. Anyhow, I was hearing the Lord say, uh, while we're in praise and worship, uh, that when your heart's desire lines up with my heart's desire, and you believe the things that I say about you, then anything is impossible for you that you believe. So his answer, I said, okay, what does that mean? Lord says, all you have to do is say you want it, and I'll receive it. And he says, then I'm going to release your ability to believe. So on three, just say, I receive it. I believe it. What was the other one? <laughs> and I want it. All right? Amen. Lord, I just thank you right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. You just seal that word. They've declared out of their mouth that they want an increase of believing you and believing what you say about them. So I just agree with them. We all agree in Jesus' name. That's a done deal in Jesus' name. In 2019. I take that. You're going to hear more of this, but um, I got this little, I don't know what you call it, little saying for 2019, and it says the Holy Spirit will intervene and all will be seen in 2019. The Holy Spirit's going to intervene and all will be seen in 2019. Amen? So I want to talk a little about that tonight, so get your Bibles out. Go into the Old Testament, the book of Exodus, chapter 10. Title of this message tonight is The Speed of Light. Exodus chapter 10, verse 21. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, darkness which may even be felt. Now what's funny is I looked that word up. This, what does it mean, darkness that even may be felt? And it means darkness that may even be felt. <laughs> I, look, I was like, what are you talking about? That's what it's saying. That's what it means. Darkness, it's so dark, it can be felt. All right? This is the ninth plague that God put upon Egypt. And it says, So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They did not see one another, nor did, they, did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. So, you know, it's just kind of hard to comprehend how that, what was taking place, what was going on. But if any of you have ever been in a, you know, a cave, uh, someplace that's extremely dark, you know, where you can't hold your hand in front of your face, um, that was me. One time I was in Mexico way back when, and uh, we stayed with the pastor in his house. We had been preaching out, out in the church and out in the, the wilderness there, and we stayed with the pastor, and it was a block home, and, and you know, this guy had chickens and cows and pigs and everything walking around everywhere, you know, and we were in this room. And, I mean, when he turned off the light, it was so dark. And I got, I got tickled because, I mean, there could have been a grizzly bear right here, and I could not have seen it. And my eyes... It was so dark that my eyes could, there was nothing to adjust to, you know, like you, you know how sometimes when you turn off the lights, there's that moment, but then you start to, can, where you can kind of see. It was so dark, I couldn't see anything. I was with, I was with Carlos uh, Moreno there from 
uh, Bethany, and, and finally, and I started checking, I said, Carlos, are you there? <laughs> he started slapping. Yeah, I'm here. And I said, I can't see you. You know, it's just pitch black in the middle of Mexico. You know, it's just, if you get that, you know what it's talking about. It was so dark that it was felt, right? You could feel it. The darkness was so thick. And so I got to dwelling about this and thinking about this, about, about God using this as a, as a plague came upon them. You know, they had the frogs and the lice and all these other kind of things and the boils and all this, the sea, uh, the river turned into blood and fish dying, their animals dying, everything going on because this, this is right there before the, the firstborn dies, right? And so, and as I was dwelling about it, thinking about it, that, that, that darkness like that, that you could feel it, this absolute void of the presence of God. This is what hit me was when I was listening to that. The darkness was the absence of God from the situation. And I thought about how many people live in darkness. How many people live in darkness in their world that they're absolutely void of the presence of God? Doesn't necessarily mean they're evil. They may not have good godly ways or moral ways or whatever, but that, that, it doesn't mean that they just are absent from the presence of God. They don't understand the presence of God. They would not go to church on a Wednesday night through the rain, the sleet, the hell, and the snow, to come to church to worship God. They don't, they're void of it. It's not in their comprehension to do that. So therefore, there's darkness in those areas. But no matter how much we want to look at somebody else and point the finger and say, oh, they're in darkness, they're in darkness, each and every one of us can have dark places in our life. Right? I mean, how many of you look under your bed on a daily basis? We push things under the bed, and when we can't find things, we look under the bed. But I mean, most of the time, you don't go to the dark recesses of your closet and look at something. Well, one reason is, you know, um, it, it could be several. One reason may be is that you're like me. You're tunnel visioned. And it's not really that it's in darkness, but it's obscured from you. Okay? You just, like, I can go in there, Laura can say, it's in this cabinet, and I can look and say, I don't see it. It's not there. And then she can walk right in there and then she can pick it up. And there it is. Why? Well, she's looking at a broad view or she knew where it was. I'm looking at a tunnel. It's not in the normal rack that it would be, So it's not there. It's obscured from my vision. Well, in a sense, that's in darkness, right? I'm not able to see it. Well, how many things in our life do we, you know, have that we're just not seeing that God really wants to, and what I believe with all of my heart here in 2019, he wants to shine the light into it. He wants us to be the people that are yearning and wanting for the conviction of his Holy Spirit into our lives and saying, Lord, shine the light into my life. But then again, something happens, and let me show you. First uh, Gospel of John chapter 1, verse 4. It says, Now in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines into the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now, that word comprehend there, it means to lay hold of. The darkness wouldn't lay hold of it. The darkness, it says, uh, uh, wouldn't lay hold of as to make one his own, to obtain, to obtain too, to make one's own, to take it into oneself or appropriate it. In other words, this is what happens to a lot of Christians. God shines the light, and then we see it, and we're like, oh, I don't want to change that. So that's the darkness. 
won't obtain it, won't, won't grab hold of it, won't take it in, won't cling to it. So therefore, what happens? The light goes out, right? You, you guys, for just a second, shut the lights off. Go ahead and kill this one behind me. There we go. I got a light. Okay. Brought my handy-dandy flashlight here tonight. And I want you to see this, okay? Here's, here's, I'm holding my flashlight. Not a very bright one. I think my battery's going dead. Okay, you can turn it back on. Okay. That light, all right? That light shining out of my flashlight to you. She's just want to talk about the speed of light. What, my, what I looked up, and if my figures are wrong, forgive me. They shouldn't be. But it says light travels at a speed of 299,792,458 meters per second. Or it travels at 186,282 miles per second. Now, I guess this is right. I mean, I guess it all has to figure on the light, how strong the light is and all that kind of stuff. But that it literally means that if it was possible for me to step outside and click my light on just like so it hit you, and I stood here and I clicked it on, all right, that in one second, traveling by the speed of light, it would travel around the world seven and a half times. That means literally before I could, you know, get my thumb to work in a second, you know, click it on, click it off, seven times, a thing, seven and a half times that thing went by my head. Nothing's faster than the speed of light. I mean, that's kind of crazy, right? That you just shined it, and seven and a half times it went by your head. And Jesus came into this earth and he said, look, He didn't say that. My computer's messing up here. He says he's the light that shines into darkness. And when just imagine the speed of light moving that fast, that when Jesus shines into the darkness, imagine how fast he moves. This is the point I'm trying to make tonight. The speed in which he can get things done. Because he's just like, if this is the Holy Ghost, and there's a problem, and he just said, and you say, you pray, Lord, I want some help in this situation. Light came on. It was instantaneously there. It was so fast you couldn't even have blinked your eyes. The light of the Holy Ghost is only such an illuminating. Say, okay, there's the problem. But it says that darkness doesn't want to comprehend it. In other words, the evil side of us, and y'all know what I mean. I don't mean evil like, you know, you're, 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 you're wanting to cut up black cats. I'm talking about the, the things in life that comes up to us that hits us that we don't want to change. Have you ever been in an argument with your wife and the Holy Ghost? You said, Holy Ghost, what are you going to do about this? And he says, you need to change. You said, no, that's never happened to me before. Well, then you're not listening because I can guarantee you the Holy Spirit has spoken to you that you might need to change. But the darkness, if the darkness in us wants to remain in us, then what happens is the darkness won't grab hold of the light, won't let the light come in, won't take the light in. And it says, no. And, and the Holy Ghost is as much of a gentleman. He just goes, okay, clicked it off. And I think in 2019, what I, what I have felt from the, from the Spirit of God stirring me is that the Holy Spirit wants to come in and he wants to intervene in our lives and he wants to make all seen so that we can be the men and women of God that he called us to be. 
and that we can walk in, man, the gifts of the Spirit, the power of God, the, 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 the miracles, the, the everything that Jesus said that we should be and can be, but maybe have not been. But it's going to take the light of the Holy Ghost to come in. And he's going to do it fast. If the speed of light can go seven times, seven and a half times around the world in a second, he's going to do, he can do it fast. He can just, and there it is. You see, whoa. Okay. But the darkness doesn't want to comprehend. The darkness doesn't want to lay hold on it. What we got to do in our life is we've got to say, Lord, we don't want any darkness in our life. We don't want whatever it is, whatever I have to do. This is what I want to be. This is the spirit I want to be. This is my heart, Lord. I give it to you. Lord, whatever I need to do in life, wherever, whatever I have to do, you just show me. Let it be by the light of the Holy Ghost. Illuminate me, and then I'm going to walk in it. And as I walk in it, victory is going to be mine. Go to Hebrews chapter 8. Let me show you something. Hebrews chapter 8. I don't know what's wrong with my mind. Electronics. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 7. It says, For if the first covenant had been faultless, and no place would have been sought for a second. Because the finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant. I disregarded them, saying, Lord, this is the covenant that I will make in the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I'll put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And none of them shall teach his neighbor, or, and none his brothers, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. And in that he says, A new covenant has he made the first obsolete, now what is become, becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. Now think about this. <clears throat> Under the old covenant, if, if how was sin revealed to you? By the law, right? Ten commandments, the law. But who judged you? Priests preached it. You could have heard it from that, but you would have had to know the law to be judged by it. Are you, are you following me? There was not the conviction of the Holy Ghost. What I'm saying is you would have had to known it was sin or someone would have had to told you that was sin. You broke the law, just sin being breaking the law. So one of the laws that, I, that, 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 was, out, that was there that I always thought was interesting is that if you, if you touched a dead animal, then you were unclean and you couldn't go into the temple, okay? And the dead animal was... Not like you went out there and watered on a dead cow. It was anything. You're walking and you stepped on a lizard. It was a dead animal. Okay? So I've always just, you know, you know me, I got big imagination, wild imagination. So, I was, so you could actually, by the Levitical law, knew that you had done something that you had broken the law. So you got you whatever the offering was, the turtle dove, the the... You know, the, 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 the lamb, the heifer, the, you know, whatever, whatever, the grain offering, whatever, you know, because there was a corresponding sacrifice you were to give for the sin that you'd committed. And you took it to the priest and you walk up to the priest, you gave it to the priest and he 
he did the ritual. He did it. Said you're absolved, you're whatever, threw blood on you, whatever is the, the, what it was. And then you turn around, walked out and said, man, I am so clean. And just walked out of the temple. And the first step you took, you didn't look down and you stepped on a dead lizard. You're unclean again. So what are you going to do? Turn around, go back. Uh, I was walking outside and I know you just did this, but I was going outside, I stepped on a dead lizard. So here I got, here's another pigeon or whatever the sacrifice would have been, right? So you go outside, you're walking down the street, you made it farther this time, you're really watching where you observant where you're stepping, and then you looked up, because you're looking down to make sure you don't step on something dead, and you looked up, and there was the guy that ripped you off, and immediately you thought, man, that's sorry, no good for nothing. <clears throat> I need a pigeon. I need another turtle dove. You're back to the priest. Uh, here I am again. What did you do? Well, you know, got down the road and ran into that guy. So, I mean, this could be an all, I mean, this would be an all day every uh, affair. You see what I'm saying? You would actually almost have to be blind to be able to not know that you're guilty. And God says, I don't want man to live like that. How I want man to live is I want to come into you. I want to forgive sin And I want to have a relationship with you that I'm right there with you all the time, wherever you are, no matter what happens. You can just turn and say, Father, forgive me. I know what I'm doing is wrong. Like the speed of light takes care of the situation. Why? Because he wants to have a relationship with you. Because he wants to love you. Because he wants to be with you. Because he wants to be walking with you at all times. He wants to be in great fellowship. He wants nothing in your life to be separating you from his relationship. And it's not him separating from your relationship, it's you separating from his relationship. Because we all know if you've done something wrong, if you're a kid and you knew that you did something wrong, you don't go, you don't go talk to your parents. Hello? You don't want to go to the one that could give you a whipping for what you did. You stay away. Hello? God said, I don't want that relationship with you. I want a relationship where I'm going to put my law within your heart. I'm going to put my spirit within you so that you don't have to worry about stepping on the bug or whatever. And when you do, just, just, let's just get it done right then, right there, wherever you're at. Let the light of the gospel come into you. And let's just take care of the situation. Let's just take care of it right there. So <clears throat> last scripture, Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now think about this. Think about the speed of light. Seven and a half times past you in a second. All right? Think of a person who's lost, does not know Jesus, is is going to hell. And then all of a sudden, that person at a second stands up and calls on the name of the Lord out of faith within their heart. Instantaneously, they're saved. How fast did it get there? How long did it take? Fast as the speed of light. The answer of God came and delivered a person. Now, see, to me, I realize realize that, that, you know, people face different problems in different situations and some seem larger and smaller. But to me, the greatest thing that you ever overcame in life was your salvation. Because there was nothing you're going to do about that. 
You, you follow me? You couldn't do enough works to get saved. I mean, you know, like if, if a doctor gives you a, 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 says you have cancer, that could be a healing for your cancer. Y'all with me? But when you're headed to hell, there is no healing for headed to hell except Jesus. Nothing you can do about that except Jesus. So to me, the biggest hurdle you ever had to overcome in life is to change your destiny from heading to hell to heading to heaven. And that happened in a moment, an instant, in a second, fast as the speed of light, zipped into your life. What? When you did one thing, called upon the name of the Lord. You called and your answer was instantaneously there. Delivered you from an eternal life of hell. So can't God do the same thing for you when you're dealing with whatever we're dealing with in life? You're trying to tell me that God can't, with the same speed, come into life, come into our lives when we call upon the name of the Lord and come in, zip. But the problem is, is a lot of times we don't know what we're calling upon. We don't know what we're asking for because we're standing literally, you know, like half in light and half out of light. We don't know what's in the back of the closet. We don't know what may be hindering us there. And it's up to us this year in 2019, I really believe with all of my heart, to call on the name of the Lord and say, Lord, I'm taking a big, bold step. I'm believing you in 2019 to intervene in my life and to let the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ shine into my life and to show me what's going on so that instantly you can deal with the situation. It's going to take some boldness because, like I said, God may show you that the problem in life could possibly be you. Good news is, as fast as he shows you, you repent, instantly he takes care of it. Puts you on a new track. Puts you on a new, new, new path, a new understanding, a new uh, thing going on in life. You know, i got to tell you this, and this is not, I'm not saying this in any sort of a bragging way. I'm just saying it's, it's factual. A lot of the, the, the stuff that Dr. Brown taught everybody in Sunday school about nutrition. I've been applying to my life for over a year. And I got to tell you all something. This holiday season, my whole taste buds have changed, and I did not want anything sweet. I, I just didn't, it just wasn't there. I didn't want anything sweet. And you say, well, you're nuts. You know, I, I'm telling you, I love sweet things. But right now, I'm to the place in life. And it's just it's it's because I kept applying the good so that it just kept working out. Right now, I'd rather have an orange than a piece of chocolate cake. My system changed. It's just my system changed. It's not like I'm special or anything. It's just that I kept doing it and kept applying it, and it my system changed. My taste buds changed. Everything changed. Now I'm going to tell y'all. I tried to eat the sweet. I did. I'm serious. The only thing that there were certain things, I ate, I ate pecan pie, just didn't taste right. It didn't taste like I thought it was going to taste. I, 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 now, I'm not saying there's anything bad about it. I'm not trying to condemn anybody or anything else. I'm just telling you that in a natural, in a natural way, the same power worked that God's trying to do in a spiritual way. And all I'm saying is that when the light came on to me that what was wrong with my stomach and what was hurting me 
and making me feel bad was what I was eating, and I changed it. Now I want to eat what makes me feel good because it feels good to feel good. And I'm saying the same thing with the spiritual things. When all of a sudden God comes in and shows you what's going on in your life, and you start to apply his word to it, and you start to feel good because you know you're doing what's right because the Holy Ghost showed you, then all of a sudden it just changes, and somebody says, how did you do this? I just don't understand. I don't, I don't know. It just happened. I like oranges better than chocolate cake. That's the point I'm trying to make here. Oh, I pushed the limit. I tried everything. And I was miserable. Made myself sick. Just wasn't there. Wouldn't it be a great thing in life that whatever, whatever the Holy Ghost illuminates you about in your life, that you, you change so much that after a while, if you do it, it makes you sick? That's what's so cool. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost will do it. In a moment, in a second, in a flash, all we have to do is call upon the name of the Lord. And in 2019, the Holy Ghost is going to intervene and all's going to be seen if that's what we want. We no longer have to be in darkness anywhere. And we're going to see great changes. Great things are going to happen. Blessings are going to fall. He may show you something. I don't know. I'm not even going to speculate. I can just tell, sit here and give you examples all the time about this, that, and the other, but it doesn't really make any difference because the Holy Ghost is going to speak to you and you're going to do it. We're all individuals. We're all unique individuals. Amen? Look at the person beside you and say, you're going to do it. Amen? So at the speed of light, the speed of light, it'll come. Speed of light, that's it. Amen? Well, praise God. Well, anybody making out a check tonight, make sure you put 2019 on it. <laughs> it'll still work if it says 18. Just don't put one 18. Praise God. But if you need an offer on envelope, Bill will get you one. Oh, okay. I know one thing I need to tell y'all. Um, let me look at my calendar here. Okay, it looks like it looks like the Frasers are going to be in here on February the third. They're going to come to minister to the church, and then we've set. They say it's in stone, so I'm going to hold their foot to the fire. That on the 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 25th of March, that week of the 25th of March is when we're going to do the church dedication in Guatemala. So Ivan actually is going to be preaching here on the 24th, March 24th, and then we'll fly down to Guatemala and do the church dedication. So that's, we're going to have it done by then. So we're going to do a little humping and we're going to get it all in there, get all the lights done, get everything done, chairs in there, fill it up with people. And I'll pay somebody to get saved. First altar call, nobody shows up. Second one, they will. <laughs> yeah, Laurel gets saved. Praise God. I always said like we need, in church, you need like a lead goat, you know? You used to have a lead goat that go up into the truck so all the other animals will follow them in. We just need a lead goat, you know? That's all we need. Praise God. Well, put your hand on your offer. Let me pray before I get in trouble. Father, I just declare right now in Jesus' name, I think 2019 is going to be the most prosperous year of these people's lives ever. 
I thank you, Lord, for the blessings of prosperity upon them. I thank you that everything they put their hands to will prosper. I declare that you're going to shine the light of the Holy Spirit within their lives in every area of finances. You're going to show them the things that they need to do. And, Lord, it's going to be amazing what you're, what's going to take place. And so, Lord, I just give you praise for it, and I thank you for it, Lord, right now. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> I talked to Pastor Wynn right before I came to church Sunday morning, and he said that they're, this week, I believe, they're launching off all their podcasts going out. Now, I'm sure, because I know a lot of y'all get their information they're on their website, Facebook, and all that kind of stuff, because I don't know exactly what it is. It's, it's, a, it's a different deal than what we're doing, uh, but it's some kind of a internet TV that's going out, Christian TV, but he's got all the first 30 messages ready. They're going to blast them out and go to the world. He already has 100 people in all over the world in different countries, 100, 100 different countries of people that are already wanting to get in, that want his discipleship material and everything to get launched off to go into there. So it's going to be a huge, huge deal. Just God's really blessing them right now. So praise God for that. Amen. Well, stand up, grab the person standing beside you. Bless them as we're getting ready to go. Lord, I just declare that as we leave this building, that I declare the speed of light is going to hit each and every one of us, the light of the Holy Ghost. I just declare, Lord God, as we go out there in this world, we're going to be able to share it with people. We're going to be able to tell people. We're going to be able to talk to people. We're going to be able to tell them about the good things that are going on in our lives. And so, Lord, I praise you for it. Bless them now, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hello, this is Robert Richards, and you're listening to The Waterhole, our weekly broadcast which is now available on iTunes and all major podcast platforms. You can also watch the weekly video broadcast on our YouTube channel. Links in the description. I pray this has been a blessing to you. And if you've enjoyed this message, please share this with a friend. God bless you. And remember, no matter where you are and what you've done, Jesus loves you.